Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. I'm your host, Rob. And on this Monday, we are going to review all the events from around the world. We have got six different countries with a hundred, 242 players being represented, which is very cool from all around the world. Canada, Scotland, Poland, England, USA, and Ireland. Several of these events are post the Battle Scroll update, which we talked about on the channel last week. Now, I think the Battle Scroll update might not have done loads to particularly, particularly change the shape of what the game is going to look like, but the only way that we can really work out whether or not that's true is to start looking at the event results and the lists that did well and the players that did well with it. And in this video, there's some very, very interesting insights. Silverneth, as an example, are doing really well, and that is pretty shocking, especially as those results are from pre the Battle Scroll, where their win rate was really low. Uh, so quite interesting. If you ever want to join us on a Monday on Twitch, you should come and do so, where we come, where we record these videos and we kind of talk about the meta and some other stuff in between these. Hope you like the video. Thanks for liking, commenting, subscribing, joining Patreon, all those things. All very much appreciated. Thanks very much. Let's go look at the first event. The first event that we're going to look at today is Cake or Death being held in New Westminster, Canada. Largest event of the weekend with 61 players battling it out in suite 203 uh, if you are listening to the podcast i'm describing what looks like uh, a reclamation center for protesters uh, effectively there were 61 players and there were only two five o's you had matthias crucial with his blades of corn and jeremy lemoy with his sylvaneth that's right i said it Sylvaneth army. So let's talk about the Blades of Corn. Now, don't forget this is pre-Battle Scroll, so the Claws of Karnak nerf will be in effect here, so it won't be as effective as you maybe previously uh, thought. So it's a Blood Lord's army, so it's going to be Bloodletter-based, with a Slaughter Priest, Bellacore, another Slaughter Priest, a Bloodmaster, a Bloodthirster of Unfettered Fury with the Unrelenting Hunter, so a little bit of a command, train, uh, command trait change there. And then the Artifact of Power, Argath, the King of Blades, which turns off ward saves. And then there is a unit of Claws of Karnak there. And so now, uh, just to be clear, this is a 2,000-point list on the nose, so you wouldn't be able to run that unit anymore. Then a unit of 30 Blood Letters, 540 points, and then two unit, three units of Blood Reavers in the list as well. So Corn didn't get much of a downgrade in the latest Battle Scroll update. It did have Claws of Karnak go up 20 points. And other than that, and its ability to... and it, Other than that, and the way that it's going to stop spells cast with units that are inside its army which is going to affect Bellacore and the zinch regiment of renown it's pretty much going to work the same and there are multiple different corn lists there's obviously this list there's ones with scarbrand uh, there's multiple different builds in this army so i expect uh, players like matthias to be able to keep going uh, with this army and it being an s-tier army that it is the other list though sylvaneth wow Right, the Sylvaneth uh, got no no bonuses in the latest Battle Scroll update. Proving Games Workshop right here. It does show Jeremy Lemoy has absolutely brought the thunder. He's got a Heartwood Army with Belthanos, Dreitcher Hammerdreth, an Arch Revenant, Spirit of Durthu, a Branch Witch, three lots of ten triads, and Kurnoth Hunters with great swords. So unit six. So there's a lot of melee output here. Colonel Hunter's great swords. Belthnos is going to give them all run and charge, which is very nice. Spirit of Durthu being able to pop between trees, uh, which is also very, very good and do some solid damage. And then Dreiter as well. So he's going to be able to put one, two, three, four massive threats. Durthu, Belthnos, Dreiter, and a Colonel Hunter's great swords right on your doorstep. 
very early, pretty decent, loads of combat, loads of damage, really cool. Looking at the four ones, and we're not going to go through those in detail, obviously, because this is pre the Battle Scroll update. And most of these have got changes, like Matt Beasley's Dracothian Tales list. Congratulations to him. Colin Fitzpatrick with his OCR Bone Reapers. Taylor Gelshin with his Maggotkin of Nurgle, which did have a sloppity blip blop in. Eric Armstrong with his Fangs of Sotek. Bryce Coppin with his Caradron Overlords. And then Matt Slemon with his Sylvaneth uh, Harvest Boon, which wouldn't have had a change. And then Michael Toons with OCR Bone Reapers. Thomas Back with his OCR Bone Reapers. And then Chris Hall with his Cruel Boys, which is super fun, which is just 18 Bolt Boys in a list uh, and some other units as well. So congratulations to all those players and everyone at Cake or Death. Unfortunate time for your event to happen just just before the battle scroll uh, or just after the battle scroll has landed uh, not that the battle scroll makes that many changes but it does affect at least our, one of our five o's and several of our four ones which is quite interesting our next event takes us to sunny scotland and we're up in glasgow where we have got a 20 30 person event 32 person event being organized by richard mcquarrie and you are get ready get ready for the 5-0 you're not ready for this it's Reese Fraser with Sylvaneth again. There's two five O's, two events, back to back. There's a story here. The thumbnail is going to have a picture of Belthanos. It's time to go. This is a different sub-faction, though. This is Winterleaf, and it's a different army in addition. It does have Belthanos in, but this has got a Lariel and the Spirit of Durthu with the Warsinger and the Green Gladi Gladius. Then two times five Tree Revenants, two times 20 Dryads. I know what you're asking yourself, Rob, what the hell is going on? Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is just a great list. Three large threats in the list that could do some solid damage with some great recursion, thanks to a Lariel, uh, and just absolutely, just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. Got some strike and fade, got some fast movement from a Lariel, got some fast movement from Belthanos. So you've got three different types of way that you can move around the board. Well, you got movement, sorry, which is faster thanks to Belthanos. Then a Lariel moves fast anyway, and then you've got the teleporting around the board. It's happening. It's happening. Sylvaneth are on the rise, uh, which is absolutely fantastic stuff. Now, again, this is event was pre-Battle Scroll. So just looking at the four ones, we've got Craig Robertson with his OCR Bone Reapers, Mike Callahan with his Big War, Tom Skelton with his Maggotkin of Nurgle, Befouling Host, JJ Cropley with his Skaven, Rafael Colburn with his Seraphon Cottle's Claw, which is legit a really fun list. Uh, in there as well congratulations to all of those players and to the tournament organizers hope you had a wicked weekend playing some warhammer but a special congratulations to reese because this is this is happening silverneth's the story of the day now uh, also a special shout out to craig because it was his first ever 4-1 which is super cute well done to him our next event is the northampton gt organized by the UKTC AOS team uh was being held in a cricket stadium it looks like northamptonshire cricket club uh, is where it was hanging out. And we had 30 players battling it out uh, to be the champion of the Northampton GT. And our first place goes out to Team England player and wonderful little dude, Michael Stewart. Mike Stewart, everybody. And he was running a list that you may recognize from last week or the week before uh, where we saw a Croak Bomb. Uh, so Starborn and then a Starseer, Lord Croak, Ashloth Banner and a Slan Starmaster. 10 Saurus Guard, 20 Saurus Warriors, 10 Skinks, although I think that is slightly different to the list we saw previously, which had more Saurus Guard. Malevolent Maelstrom, Aether Void Pendulum, and then the Free Guild Command Core that have been allied in to this list. So obviously they've got the ability to steal a command from their opponent uh, once per turn, which is very, very effective. Heal themselves, fight, do some healing, do 
do some other stuff as well. So congratulations to Mike. But both his list and also that unit have all got changes in the most recent Battle Scroll update. A special shout out goes out to our second place. Now I know it's pre-Battle Scroll, but I think this is absolutely fantastic. This is Orpheus. Now Orpheus is only I think Orpheus is 13, but he might be 12. Uh, but shout out to Orpheus. Well done to you, you superstar. Going four and a draw. Absolutely stunning stuff at this event. He drew his first match. Uh, I think he drew it with Ben Adlam. But congratulations to him. And in his list, he's running a Legion of the First Prince list from Slaves to Darkness with Bellacor, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, and then an Ogroid Mimradon. That's right, an Ogroid Mimradon. You've never seen one of those on the table in your life, let alone going for one. Then nine Ogroid Theradons, nine Spire Tyrants, eight Signs of the Flame, um, which is a unit of each, a Chaos Chariot, and then ten Chaos Warriors, a Soul Screen Bridge, and ten Chaos Chosen. So he has two major threats here in the Chosen and the Theradons. He's got Bellacore to be able to shut down the enemy who potentially could charge him in. And then he's got an Ogroid Mimradon for I do not know what. And some Chaos Warriors for holding an objective. Because they're Nurgle, so they might just want to be wound. A Rodan Icon, so ignore Rem 1. Absolutely stunning. What a list. What a list. The young man coming through. Congratulations to Orpheus. Get loads of love for Orpheus in the comments, in the chat. If we could just hype it up. Absolutely. Round of applause for Orpheus. In the forward section, we've got Luke Skelton. Doesn't see what he's saying. Uh, Luke Churches playing with his Lithuanian defenders. Great job. Uh, Thomas uh, Kloros, uh, who's Orpheus's dad, uh, with his Nighthorn Emerald host list. Chris Riley with his Fire Slayers uh, in the list as well. Uh, isn't isn't that the best dad son tournament performance ever? I don't know if this is the best dad perf uh, son performance ever because we have got Natty and Damien, who's the other father son combo on the team, at least in the UK. And uh, they're both excellent. Also, a little shout out. I'll just include it now. I've made it so that uh, the TSN Arena events that I hold in Nottingham, um, that kids can play for free. Now, there's a little stipulation on that, that obviously you have to come along and play with your kids. So it's you and your, you know, your kid. And that kid has to competently be able to play games of Warhammer on their own. So anyone kind of sub-16, though, like they have to be able to play a game of Warhammer competently on their own without assistance. Uh, so it's not a crash, uh, but I have I have made that statement before. So if you ever want to, you know, bring your son or your daughter uh, to an event and uh, play along with them, then you are welcome to do so. Let me know ahead of time uh, and then contact me. But uh, both Natty is a phenomenal player and Orpheus, excellent player as well. And seeing the young people playing at events is super cool. So we should try to encourage that as tournament organizers. And I encourage other tournament organizers, if they get the chance to do the same. Again, I'm not running a crash. So don't drop your kids off. I don't want them. Like, but you know, uh, if you if you're you know your kid wants to play, you should you should bring them along for the weekend, which I think would be quite cool. Uh, thanks, Dad Bob, for resubscribing. The next event that we're going to look at is using the new battle scroll. That's right. Shout out to our brave hero, Laron Roberts, organizing event in Missouri. He's organizing the Midwest Bash 2024. And excitingly, that is taking place at Game Night, spelled game, and then N-I-T-E. Absolutely bold choice. Now, as I understand it, clocks were heavily enforced at this venue, mainly because next to the venue, Game Night, they were sponsored by Helen's Clock Repair, 
which is a venue that's next door. Uh, they have sponsored all of the chess clocks, so time was tightly kept at this event, and it was a very serious affair. Looking at the event results, we can see that Tyler Emerson, with his Soulblight Grave Lords, Legion and the Night Army, had a draw and then four wins. And so if we take a look at what's in the list, it's Legion of Night with Manfred von Karstein and all of the spicy stuff that Manfred can bring, charging your opponent's turn, always strikes first, do some damage, do some teleports, because it's Legion of the Night, loads of cool stuff. Luca Vian there, reducing Rendown, being able to have the hunger. Manfred's got the hunger so they don't die. Vampire Lord and a Necromancer. And then three Falbats, three Fargies, 10 Direwolves, 10 Deathrock Skeletons, 20 Deadwalker Zombies, and then a big unit of 20 Graveguard with the Aether Void Pendulum and Suffocating Gravetide. So with the Graveguard, Luca, Vi, and Manfred all being able to do a ton of damage and then the rest of the stuff getting in the way, you can really see how this army would play. Looking at the four ones, let me tell you, Missouri, game night, you're my favorite new meta. It's absolutely wild. Jake Bentrup with Eidneth Deepkin Iron Rack. He's rocking an Achillean King with your classic Unstoppable Fury of Void Chill Darkness to make what we would call the Slap King. Then an Eidolon, Aspect of the Storm. Also fine, bit of wizard support in there as well. Nothing bad, especially some good anti-magic. Then six Morsar Guard, another six Morsar Guard for a bit of classic big eel energy. Three lots of Namati Reavers for some good medium kind of like mid-board shooting. Quite a lot of shots out of 30 Namati Reavers, to be honest. But then we flip the script and we spend 340 points on Neve Black Talon and Black Talon's command, uh, companions. Oh boy. Mixing it up and bringing in a new wave <laughs> it's of ideas to the mix. You weren't expecting that. Shout out to Jake Bentrup. Eli Sweat, uh, earlier Sweet, sorry, uh, was running Beast of Chaos Dark walkers and let me tell you you are about to be shocked you're about to be shocked by what's in his list let's have a look so he has got a beast of chaos dark walkers list with great brave shaman beast of chaos angle shaman grashrak fellhooth and magister the coven of thrix then he's got 10 ungor 10 more ungor 10 more unger and then he's got two lots of 10 ungor raiders okay okay then he's got six beasts of chaos angle enlightened on foot He's got another unit of them. Then he's got a six piece of Chaos Angle Enlightened on disc. And then he's got the Horrors of Zinch because he's got the Coven of Thrix. And he's got all three Endless Spells. So he's dumping the Endless Spells. He's got Pink Horrors in the mix. He's got a Great Wizard. Then he's got some on-foot melee units in the Zangor that are super cheap. And he's got a really fast unit in the Zangor Enlightened on disc. Then he's got units of Ungor for screening and or grabbing objectives. Ungor Raiders for shooting stuff off the side of the board. Don't forget he's playing Beast of Chaos. So he's going to be able to do mortal wounds off the board. He's going to be able to pull screens out of the way they weren't expecting. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Then, watch... watch what happens in this next 4-1 uh, from David Erger? He then flipped the script on the Gloomspite Gits list. You're thinking, Rob, two lots of 15 Boingrot Bounders, right? A couple of units of Stabbers. Get ready. No. King's Gits, Rabble Rouser, Grinkrat the Great, and Scragrot. Okay, that makes sense. Make your army go fast with the Rabble Rouser. Grinkrat for Fight on Death, Scragrot for the Spell Support, and obviously what you can bring to the moon. Then three lots of 20 Moon Clan Shooters. Okay, fair. Simple battle line. No messing around. Yeah, grabbing uh, grabbing some objectives, doing some shooting. Two lots of three-fell water trogoths. Okay, very interesting. The Gobberpalooza. And then 
a marshmallow slogoth, and then three lots of ten, sorry, three lots of five loon smasher fanatics. So the way I see this list working is you have three lots of your moon clan shooters. Behind them are the fell waters. So if you charge at the if you charge at the shooters, then you're going to get sicked on by the fell waters that are going to reduce your save. Then out pop the fanatics, and the fanatics hit you first and wipe out your key pieces. That's the way it works. And then you've got some spells coming from the other units as well. And after you've done that, use a rabble rouser, yeet everything forward and get in the fight. Crazy stuff. Super fun. Love that. It's really cool. Andrew Robinson was our final 4-1 at the event with his Soblight Gravelords Vrycross Dynasty. He had Nagash. Now he has had a points reduction. Is he back? A lot of people have been saying it online. They're saying 40 points is a massive reduction and he's back because of it. I've said that you wouldn't run Nagash at plus 40 points why would you play him at minus 40 points and the answer is don't know rob i bought into the hype and that's the response but however in this situation nagash has got a 4-1 belladama and a white king on skeletal steed and then a unit of dead walker zombies twice two lots of 20 a unit of direwolves and then a unit of black knights and then the umbral spell portal and the malevolent maelstrom Okay, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting stuff. You've got those objective-grabbing zombies. You've got direwolves as well. You're going to pop out. Vrykros going to pop out even more direwolves. And then you've got Nagash just handed us in units off, just having the best time. Really good. You've got some move blocking, thanks to summoning, and also Belladama spell. Some really interesting things. Listen, I haven't been to Missouri yet, but I'm going, because that sounds like the most fun place to play Warhammer. I have done I have done Missouri and the Midwest Bash a absolute disservice and I've ignored Daniel Pitt. Daniel, don't worry, don't get down in the pits about this. I've got your back. He also went 4-1 and he is running a super fun Castelli Soulblight Gravelords list with Prince Vordry, great combat piece. Vengori Lord, great combat piece and support to Prince Vordry uh, as the general. Then two units of Blood Knights, which have got cheaper in the Battle Scroll updates that we're seeing that have an immediate effect in the meta. Two lots of 10 Death Rock Skeletons. Two units of a Skurgan True Blades, which are a hot pick right now in Soulblight Gravelords. And two units of Vargeasts. No one was expecting it. No one could have thought it was going to happen. Daniel Pitt has done it. It's going. It's happening. Well done. The next event that we're going to look at is Grognard Games times the Broken Ranks GT being held in Illinois uh, and organized by Jake Kashi Murr. And it was being organized at Grognard Games, right next to Bill's Diner. I got a shout out from everyone at Bill's Diner that went for lunch. So massive love to all of those guys. I wouldn't mind a quick cheeky review of Char Kebabs, though, in the future. Let's have a look at the four ones, and because we didn't have any five O's. And if we just take a quick look at the five O's, uh, sorry, at the four ones, we'll see that Kevin Engel with his Seraphon Coatles Claw was able to go four one, and then Frankie Greco with his Osiart Bone Reapers, was also able to go 4-1 as well. Now, uh, the Seraphon list is quite interesting because it's obviously post the Battle Scroll, and I think a lot of the Seraphon community have been discussing the fact that the change to their gulping bites might negatively affect them. Also, Coalesced, um, and not, uh, you know, Croak Bomb Starborn, has been performing much worse than the Croak Bomb version, as we saw earlier when Mike won an event with Croak and the Croak Bomb. So doing quite well with an army that's got like a 10 to 12% differential difference in sub-factions is actually quite impressive, so it should be quite impressed. So I saw a Scarvet on Agrodon, a Skink Oracle on Troglodon, a Skink Starseer, two times six Agrodon Lancers, another unit of Agrodon Lancers, and a Bastildon with the Ark of Sotek, and then the Free Guild Command Corps and the Hunters of Hodgey. Now, I don't want to... 
um, I don't want to say that the Frigo Command Core is that effective, but the fact that even at a 30 point increase, he's being included and helping a list of Seraphon also do well. So even though we're seeing Starborn and we're seeing Coalesced both do well, both of them are having support from the Cities of Sigma Frigo Command Core. Just to point out how good the free guild command core is and shout out for matt g for setting a trend there because that's definitely true uh so yeah really really interesting our ocr bone reapers list is mortis praetorian so we're going to be able to charge in our opponent's turn with catacross mortis and os effector and then five death riders 10 more tech guard 10 more more tech guard six of mortis guard and then the archai two units of morecast archai there's really not much to say here at this point we know how this army works it's got great saves it's got some good recursion still it's got counter charge it's got the ability to turn off command abilities with the archai Mortec guard is just great and it, like even you have to commit quite a bit just to kill some of mortis guard super annoying uh and mortis guard uh, sorry the mortec guard and you've got to commit a lot to kill some of mortis guard so it's just very very effective uh great event Looks like it's super fun. And shout out to the organizers for sending me videos. Turns out we missed an event, which is super understandable because it wasn't kept on Best Coast Pairings. Instead, it's kept on Championship Hub AOS. So thank you to Musha in the chat, who's able to share this with me and let everyone know that there was a large event in Poland this weekend, post Battle Scroll, with 32 players. I think it was 32 players. No, 50 players. 50 players, making it one of our biggest events this weekend, all using the new Battle Scroll. It was being held... Um, at a uh, like um, a mall in in Poland, it was next to two larger cities, uh, but they decided to hold it in an, uh, a like slightly smaller city because uh, it was much roomier. Eleven out of ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I'm about to uh, read through the list and also congratulate the players. I don't speak Polish, and I am very sorry for what's going to happen. I apologize to everyone in Poland right now. I'm so sorry. You know, I I'm going to say it with my chest, but. Let's go. So in first place uh, with a 5-0 was Thomas with his Blades of Corn. So he was from Krakow. It does say where the players are from. It's quite fun. Um, uh, and he was running a Realm Gore Ritualist, a Bloodmaster. This is all in the Skullfiend tribe sub-faction. A Slaughter Priest, a Bloodstoker, Scar Bloodwrath, and another Bloodsecrator. The Bloodmaster was his general, and it did have Argath, the King of Blades. And then there was three, four units of Blood Reavers for some multiple small units Blood Tart Generation. Then there was a unit, uh, two units of Untamed Beast for some pre-game move kind of screening out, which probably will be the de facto switch from using the Claws of Karanak. And then there was a unit of big, a big brick of 10 Skull Reapers and two units of Wrathmongers. So there's the ability to generate a lot of attacks on the Blood Reavers, thanks to the Wrathmongers and also uh, the other buffs you can get inside corn. So you potentially you could turn them into very fragile melee threats. And then obviously you've got the Skull Reapers and then you have all of the control that you're able to bring from all of those different priests with all of the different spells. So congratulations uh, to Tomas. In the four ones, and again, before I start, I'm going to apologize, is Oscar uh, with his Skaven. So Oscar's Skaven has got a Plague Priest on Plague Furnace, a Gracier on Screaming Bell, a Plague Priest, a Gracier on Screaming Bell, and Skabic Plague Seeker, and a Gracier. Then he has a unit of Clan Rats, times two, and then a unit of big Plague Sensor Bearers, another unit of Plague Sensor Bearers, uh, and then the Soul Screen Bridge. Now, don't forget the kind of key takeaway that whenever you're playing against Skaven at the minute is Skabic's 
uh, Plague Seeker and his pack. Effectively, they're controlling an objective. Unless you take them off the objective, they're always going to control it, no matter how many models you have on the objective. So they're going to be able to use some of those larger models to screen objectives and make it so you can't get to Scabic. And therefore, you aren't going to be able to grab that objective, as well as being able to summon Vermin Lords from uh, the Graces on Screaming Bells, as well as doing lots of damage and, well, phenomenal damage from the Plague Sensor Bearers. So, just stunning. And Marius is running uh, a Nurgle list in Befouling Host. He's got Blobe, Morbid X, the Glockin, and a Poxbringer, and Gut Rot Spume, with three lots of 10 Plague Bearers and a unit of Rotmire Creed. Post the Battle Scroll, I'm unsurprised to see some little different changes in this list, but I'm I'm also not surprised that the core element or the main points that have been spent on Nurgle lists are going to be things like, obviously, uh, Morbid X and Blobe uh, and the Glockin. They're just three big monsters with great ward saves, with access to heroic actions, with access to healing, with access to uh, good combat, Countercharge from the Glockkin still going to work great on the Plague Bearers. Love the inclusion of the Rotmire Creed to stack up and quickly uh, tick up how much plague, um, how much plague tokens you're sticking on units. Just think it's really good. Plus, you've got great summoning in addition to that as well. Kristoff is running Eidneth Deepkin, and he is just running a shark list with not quite as many sharks because he's got a unit, two units of Reavers, but it's sharks from the Leviathan, which post he went 4-1 post battle scroll so that means they're not doing exploding sixes now they're now doing auto wounds on sixes the math on that isn't quite as good but as you can see still very effective as he sits there in a 4-1 spot Na uh, camille is running king's gits with a madcap shaman two lots of 15 boy rock bounders two lots of stabbers the gobble palooza and some loon smashing fanatics this is a absolute archetype now as a gloom spike gets list you have two blocks of stabbers your opponent tries to charge them then you throw out some fanatics that are going to eat them up you charge over the top with two units of 15 boing grots if you lose any of those two big blocks of 15 boing grot bounders which are half of your army nearly a thousand points you're in king's git so you've got a double chance to roll back and get eight of those models back and eight boing grot bounders is still a legit threat on the board so very 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 effective excellent list as well Milos, with his Seraphon, was running a Skink Oracle on Troglodon, a Starseer, a Star Priest, Croak, and Astroth Banabara, but didn't bring along the Slan, because now that they aren't able to generate extra points because of the increased, uh, because of the change to the Space Folder staff, no, the change to the Lord of Celestial Resonance, which is the Command Trait, instead elected not to take uh, that the Slan, and instead has gone for a Skink Oracle on Troglodon instead, a unit of Saurus Guard, big brick of Saurus Guard as well, so it's 15. Two units of Raptor Chargers, Aethervoid Pendulum, and Malevolent Maelstrom. So just saving your points, yourself points now by not having a slam on the board. Uh, and Croak doing all of the spell casting and generating you lots of points makes a lot of sense. So that might be what we see Seraphon look like post Battle Scroll. I think that's quite, I think that's genuinely very interesting, uh, in my personal opinion. Then we have uh, Mikau with his Skaven. Uh, this is a Master Molder, <laughs> a Warlock Bombardier, two Graceers, sorry, three Graceers, and then uh, Slink Skitter Strength, two lots of four Rat Ogres, two lots of ten Gutter Runners, uh, sorry, two, one lot of Gutter Runners, two lots of Night Runners, and then two Doom Wheels. And I think there's nothing to say about this list other than Mikau is obviously a genius. <laughs> That's it. That's the best Skaver list I've read in a long time with three Graceers. Uh, a ton in a double 
Battle Reg with two Doom Wheels. Absolutely perfect. Playing in a Polish map, Poland is an excellent place to play Warhammer. The games are solid. They play fair. They play well. They're very good on the tabletop. Very, very good team uh, that goes to Worlds. Probably a wonderful place to go play Warhammer. So congratulations to all of them. Our last event is only a small event. 12 players over in Ireland. Uh, let me just double check. Yes, over in Ireland. Uh, called the Panic GT. And our event was won by Richard Flood with his Reapers of Vengeance. Magister in the Coven of Thrix. Slaughter Priest, Scar Bloodrath, Scarbrand, Bloodthirster and Sense of Rage. Bloodmaster. Some Blood Reavers. The Claws of Karanak at the upgraded cost. Some Pink Horrors in the list as well. Garrick's Reavers, Wrathmongers and obviously all the endless spells because of the Coven of Thrix. So, no surprise to me there. Well done to Richard. Absolutely excellent. So, in review, there is an interesting meta this week that we have covered on the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. The big takeaways is that Corn, which was already an S-tier army pre the Battle Scroll, is still an S-tier army, taking multiple 5-0 slots, appearing in multiple 4-1 slots as well. I'm unsurprised to see that because they had effectively no changes and they were arguably one of the best, if not the best army out there and they're still there and they're still doing really well. The big surprise though is Sylvaneth, especially from the events that were pre-Battle Scroll. We saw multiple 5-0s and we saw several 4-1s as well. So I'm, not I'm really surprised to see that and that's actually really cool and it's going to definitely have a lot of people talking and thinking about stuff this week because it might get more Sylvaneth armies on the tabletop and more Sylvaneth armies on the tabletop means more results with them so it becomes like a snowball effect which could become really interesting do I think that's going to happen I don't know that's a great question I'm kind of interested in where that's going to be but like we'll have to find out in the future um corn though and uh corn and silver i feel like the stories from this week but there's some sneak there's some sneaky sleeper stories there's some really interesting lists that we've seen from skaven soul blight still going very very strong uh which is not really a surprise their core mechanics that make them good like the hunger and the res is still there uh which is uh which is not a surprise to me uh which i think is uh you know gonna keep being interesting the Ideneth Deepkin, definitely, while their meta population is slow, they still post results fairly consistently. There's been some notable misses this week. Some of the Skaven factions, sorry, some of the Chaos factions are missing. There's no Stormcast that we've been knocking around or seeing as well. But all of those still have very viable potentials to perform. I would say, especially with things like we're seeing with Sylvaneth or Nighthorn uh, doing okay. We saw a Nighthorn 4-1 doing okay this week i would say that there's still room for many many of the armies even the ones that are on the lowest kind of win reps to do well and pay possibly win events which is a great place for a game to be post battle scroll it's a great place for a game to be so i think everyone should be pretty excited about that going forward as we move into you know the next three five four months and the end of age of sigma we've still got loads of other armies to come out we've got regiments of renown coming from death we've still got cities and flesh eater courts ready to hit the tables cities obviously have been hitting the tables quite a bit but we're still very early into that production matter um, and then we have all of the regiments of renown belthanos has featured pretty heavily so armies are renowned regiments are renowned belthanos has featured heavily in the win rates so it's going to be very interesting hope you've enjoyed the video i want to thank all the podcast i want to thank everyone on the twitch chat for hanging out with me and everyone on the other one game of patreon which you can join and join our discord gang if you want which would be super cool of you 
um, and that would be really great. So thank you to everyone. I hope you're all having a great time and I hope you have a great week playing Age of Sigmar.